Hello and welcome to In Search of Tracks podcast. We are the podcast that typically covers one album per week, but this week we're not going to do that. I'm Pete. We're not. I'm Bob. <laughs> what are we going to talk about, Bob? Uh, road, road dogging, road tripping, driving, road tripping. and driving and driving and road tripping. Yes, sir. Um, Pete, what a fun idea because this is a great way to listen to music. Maybe one of my favorite ways to really listen to music is on long car rides. And uh, I think you you brought this as an idea because I was on a an approximately 8,000-mile road trip for the past two weeks. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, how fitting. It's a long road trip, Bob. So we left here... Uh, Made sure to go to the beach the day before. Um, so we went from the Atlantic Ocean here in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. You could say that it came from New Jersey. But um, all sh- the way, went all the way across, straight out 80, till we hit Nevada. Cut down through central Nevada. Really beautiful, actually. I, I won't opine too much. Went to Yosemite National Park, my first time there right down to Southern California so that on a Monday we were at the Atlantic Ocean and on the next Saturday we were swimming in the Pacific Ocean. So, uh, And then we came back, took a nice jaunt through the Southwest and spent a couple days in Texas, got a lot of swimming in and uh, then kind of a, a quick shot through the South to get home. But, uh, but yeah, it was quite a ride. Sounds beautiful. You, you said a lot of swimming in Texas? A lot of swimming everywhere, but Texas okay. for sure. So we went to Balmoria State Park, which is about an hour north of Marfa. Okay. West Texas. So an hour north of Marfa, about three hours east of El Paso, and, uh, you know, 10 hours from anything else in the known world. Um, so it is a spring-fed pool that has a ton of Texas cichlids and turtles and all these different types of fit freshwater fish that are incredible in this spring-fed pool. And it's just like one of the coolest experiences you can ever do. People will go scuba diving down there because the water, you can go 20 feet deep. Um, it's awesome. It's, it's just really cool. So we did that. And then when we were visiting a friend of the show, Dave, in Austin, we went to Barton Springs um, three times in the two and a half days that we were there. So Great. That sounds awesome. Have you I'm been jealous. to Barton Springs? You have to have been. I, I can't recall that I have. Dude, yeah. it's, it's easily the best thing. Austin is a pretty cool city. Barton Springs is easily the coolest thing to do in 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 Austin. So okay, I got to revisit. I uh, revisit. I uh, I was jealous of your road trip. I'm uh, as you know, I've been a nine to fiver for a very long time now, and that's about to come to an end. So I'm considering uh, cheers doing something along those lines. So we we will see. Yo, life affirmation. Go do something. Shake off the cobwebs. Break out of the cubicle, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, non-conformist statements. Go enjoy. <laughs> go enjoy the world, um, wherever that might be. 
Um, I'm excited to hear about that as we continue on. But where can people find us in the meantime and how can they connect with us? They can find us on Instagram and Twitter at TraxPod. Or they can write us an email and our address is TraxPod at gmail.com. TraxPod at gmail.com. Fantastic. We love your emails. We love your comments. We love your follows. We love your ratings on iTunes. Five star reviews. Five star reviews. Please All do that it. Stuff. Helps so us spread you. the word. Thank you, everybody who's done it. Um, thank you to those of you who have yet to do it but are planning to. Uh, Pete, road trip, road trip. You you set the record, set the stage. Yeah. With the ambush so, begin. So you went on a big road trip. I was inspired by it, and I thought to myself, you know, I haven't, frankly, I haven't been on a road trip in a very long time, but. Um, I mean, I guess I've gone to Boston, you know, I've gone on yeah. nothing more than like a four hour road trip really, but, right. um, in a while now, but whenever I go on a road trip, I always think to myself, like, I kind of think about the playlist. Honestly, I, I, I usually back pocket a few records that I might want to mm. listen to. I, you know, star them on Spotify or whatever you do nowadays. Um, <laughs> yes. Back in the back in the day, I used to make mix CDs like specifically for road trips, um, or you know, bring tapes or CDs or whatever it was that I wanted to listen to on the road. So it's something that I think about because um, I historically have been across the United States a few times, and mm-hmm. you know what you listen to becomes increasingly important particularly the later it gets in the day yes yes um so i just thought that it would be a fun kind of freewheeling conversation for us to have because i know that you you're you're a road trip guy and you uh are keeping it real to this day so <laughs> this so is true be so, a good conversation so um some mitigating factors and interesting points uh one the vehicle had Sirius XM radio. Um, okay. I get why truckers like this thing because when you're in the middle of nowhere with no reception on your cell phone, that goddamn satellite radio still comes through. Oh, that's so, great. Uh, bless up the Sirius XM. If you guys want to uh, take us on and become our uh, corporate overlords, we're, we're here for you. Um, Absolutely. Two, uh, podcasts are really such a nice thing. Shout out to the one you're listening to. Um, but they don't replace music, and especially on a long ride, you really, really need to to break some some time out. Uh, three, I had an interesting uh, kind of asterisk on my road trip because I've done road trips solo, I've done road trips with partners, I've done road trips with groups of friends. This time, uh, perhaps the the coolest road trip I've ever done, I, I was with my seven year old son. So um, that adjusted some things on this, but it did enable some pretty cool stuff. So, um, so we we spent a lot of time listening to music of all types. But I thought, you know, this is kind of a cool opportunity for him to hear stuff that he either knows just a little bit or doesn't know much. He's you know he's just still kind of getting into music. He likes music a lot more than I think a lot of kids his age, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool. Um, but I'm not. I'm not a pusher, Pete. I'm not trying to like shove him into music or shove him into sports or shove him into any old thing. I want him to discover his passions as as you do and uh, pursue, and I'll support those fully. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's the right method. Um, 
Right. Like, like, yeah. I mean, I think of my dad, you know, I loved my dad, God rest his soul, but, um, he, uh, he pushed things on me in this way. where like, I'm a yes fan, right? Yes. Like, <laughs> it, it worked out well for him in that respect. <laughs> right. But, but he, uh, like he would, as a child, he would like be like, here's why this band is great. Mm. And like, I didn't care at all. You know, for me, it was just like, do I like this or not? Um, which frankly, like a lot of the stuff that he introduced me to, I really didn't appreciate until I, until much, much later. later. Right. Um, but he didn't sell me as a kid because the, he was selling too hard, you know? So uh-huh. I think, I, th- I, th- I think the move is to just kind of be casual about it, throw some stuff out there, see what sticks. I think that's the move. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm much. I, I think it really is because if you push too hard, nobody wants to to go with it. Um, yeah, but to your point about serious and podcasts, I mean, if I'm being honest, in 2021, when I do these road trips to Boston, yo, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, yeah, that 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 if and I I think I would have done that back in the day too had they been around. Um, but 100%. I grew up. I, I grew up on talk radio too. So you help me too. So, so <laughs> of seri- all different types, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, so so serious. Uh, it's they do have good music stations. Um, they really do. They really do. But so, I'm also there for Howard. I'm not gonna lie. So you know. <laughs> so I want to uh, say, I had a really fun time with my small child playing a variety of music. We basically did 60s into the early 70s, with the idea that later on we'll we'll do more. So I played just classics. Just I played a lot of Motown stuff for him. Okay. Uh, played Beach Boys. Played the Beatles. Played Rolling Stones. Uh, played the Who. Played the Doors. He was curious about the Doors. That was interesting. Because um, he knew he knew Led Zeppelin, a band I like a lot. Uh, he knew he didn't know Black Sabbath, but he knew what that was. So it kind of just to, to there. Really, just like really easy stuff but um but that was fun and by the end of it he could identify some of the stuff that he was listening to or what what when it came on um, oh, i like that yeah so it was cool it was fun um all right so two questions yes sorry no no um first what if any bands like really really like did he like get super psyched on what really resonated with them that stuck out to you um Man, you know what? We came off doing an episode last week on the uh, the, the the new band, The Umbrellas, and talking about these jangle pop songs and how they're instantly in your head. Yo, some of the you know easy to remember Beach Boys, Beatles songs. Well, they're super popular for a reason. They just get yeah. in your head right away. Yeah. So um, he really liked that stuff. He was able to identify it. Some of it he was able to sing along to pretty quickly. So that was cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's he 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 actually. <laughs> um, I don't remember what song it was, but we were listening to Stevie Wonder. Um, I believe we were listening to Music Aquarium, and uh, he's like, "Oh, this reminds me of Super Mario Brothers music." <laughs> And I was like, no, oh. at first I was like, Pasha, you know, but then I <laughs> thought about it. I'm like, you're not wrong. Okay. <laughs> and it was like a really interesting comment. Uh, and interesting to think about how young people can, how they're relating music to the things they've already, like he's already really familiar with a lot of music from video games, you know? Sure. 
And so it was kind of an interesting thing. And I was like, you know what? You're not you're not too far off with some of the beats and like the way the music goes, and it's kind of bouncy. Um, and I was like, yeah, all right. I, I'm I'm not I'm not mad at that. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so for me though, Pete, I kind of like. I was thinking about this question. I was like, you know, I'm going to give specific records and examples, but it was sort of like this idea of like, what do I try to do? What do I listen to? What do I actively do? So for me, the first category for road trips is old standbys. Okay. And so this can be the records that you love and listen to a lot um, at different times in life, but that, that probably has been a while since you sat with. Um, so on this trip, I went back and I, I'm a pretty big Neil Young fan, mm. but I haven't listened to Harvest in a long time. It's a banger. It's a banger, but it's the one, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, what's your favorite Neil Young record? You know, after the gold rush or Harvest? Oh, that said 95% of the people, you know? Yep. But there's a reason it's great. So it's you fucking don't have, great. Yeah, don't overthink the room. I put it on. It was a, you know, uh, the sun was starting to decline as we're driving across Nebraska. And I was like, yep, yep, old Neil uh, didn't litter down on this one. So uh, it was, it's a great record. And, you know, another example was uh, I listened to U2, The Joshua Tree, which is a record that I think is somehow for being one of the most popular records of all time, I guess I should be able to say, right? Yeah. I think it's somehow underrated in 2021. Maybe because you two got fucking annoying as hell over the past 10 years, <laughs> past 20 years, past 30 years. If you ask certain yeah, they, people, they didn't do themselves any favors. No, 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 no. But this record, you know, still bangs. Um, I think it's actually one we should discuss at some point in the not too distant future. So to me, it's good to have a few old standbys, records that you really love to throw on. Um, I have a few more examples, but like those two really, you know, and it's like, yo, I'm not, I'm not pulling out the deep cuts here, but those two for me are records. That I'm like, Oh, on this recent trip, they made my playlist. And I'm like, yeah, I do that on other trips um, where I, pick a few records that I haven't listened to in a while that I really love and, and sit with it for a while. I think I listened to Harvest twice. Joshua Tree, I went and, and went back to a few songs, thought about album flow, thought about how like the first four songs on it are all like these epically popular songs and it's just crazy. So um, yeah, how about you? What do you what do you think? Do you do you do old standbys on road trips? Well so so let's take a step back and we're gonna do a little bit of pre pro live on air um did you so you came up with categories for this vaguely yes okay because i have five categories and oh, one of them fantastic. And, one, and one of them is old favorites so we go. so we're on we're on the on level right now. Yeah. yeah um i thought of a few records for me i mean you know listeners of the podcast will know that stone roses is one of those um and then we actually got a question a few weeks back about oasis um that would be one for me too but i did I would a full say, listen on definitely maybe on this trip and it's been a long time since i listened to that record front to back how'd you feel i really love it <laughs> it's great it's a great record really holds up and again it's not like people don't talk about oasis enough yeah but canonically like to me that record's uh, in popular music 
if someone wants to say no, it's not in the top five of the nineties, okay. But it's inarguably in the top ten. And if somebody wants to say no, I, I'm like, I don't know, man. Like you're crazy. There's not a bad song on that record. No, I mean, not at all. It, the energy is there. It's it's great. I mean, you could you could keep that record and drop the rest of the Oasis catalog, and like it's cool with me. Um, although I celebrate their entire catalog, so I'll mm. listen to any Oasis record on a road trip. Um, old punk favorites, like I was thinking about, like Black Flag, for example. That's like like because it's things that I wouldn't normally really revisit if I'm just kind of doing my daily grind, you know. Sure. But you really think about those that the music that really had an impact on you as a kid or, you know, at certain points in your life. And um, it's a fun time to revisit things like that. So, yeah, I'm totally with you as like old favorites as as a category here. Yeah. Oh, so old favorites. Uh, you mentioned old punk stuff. I, I actually. So <clears throat> um, on the other podcast I do, Axe to Grind, uh, the hardcore podcast. So go follow that if for some reason you aren't. That's weird. Um, <laughs> but maybe you just don't like it. You just like this podcast and that's fine too. Um, I was thinking of more recent records that I like, but that I haven't sat with in a while. So that's like, it's not the old, the old standard standards or old favorites, but records that I think are good, but that for some reason don't get rotation from me specifically. Right. Um, my example for this was uh, the first Power Trip LP, Manifest Decimation. Mm. Another, another one I think we should talk about because it's become this greatly influential punk hardcore metal record. I just like the follow-up LP, Nightmare Logic, more. But I hadn't sat with it. And what that did, and this is kind of another one of these quasi-categories, was Rabbit Holes. It's where you can fall down something. So I'm listening to Power Trip's Manifest Decimation, which is, I think, from 2014, 13, somewhere in there. And I was like, you know, this record has become so influential on this entire genre. And the band, more than even just one record, but this one is certainly very, very important. Do I think kids like or give credit to kids, people, et cetera, in general, humans, do they go back and listen to some of the stuff that might have influenced this record? And that sent me down a corrosion of conformity hole and not the 90s stuff. I wasn't listening to Blind or Deliverance. Um, I went back and listened to Eye for an Eye. I listened to, um, is it Technocracy? Um, and, you know, I was like, damn, I haven't sat with those records in a really long time. And Love the shit out of it. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then I was like, okay, let me listen to Suicidal Tendencies, join the army. Last, was it last year? Yeah, last year I was on a road trip. And as an exercise with a couple friends, we went through and listened to every Suicidal Tendencies record. Well, we split them up. But we listened to all the Suicidal Tendencies records that have come out since 2000. Not nearly as fun, Pete, as going back to their classics. I'll say that. I have to imagine. Uh, a pretty a pretty difficult challenge. I'll I'll, I'll leave it there and say that um, if you want to listen to suicidal tendency, the first three LPs, you're you're set. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean that's I I think I go as far as maybe the fourth or fifth LP. What is a uh, what is lights camera revolution um, revolution? Yeah, 
Is that the fifth? I think that's fourth. Let's let's get it right though. Let's figure this out. Um, yeah, I, I think. I... Oh, you know what? I think I think it's fourth. Yeah. Let's see. So discography. Do, do, do. Uh, oh no, you're right. It is. It is fifth, kind of. Yeah, because there's there's like controlled by hatred, feel like thing. shit. Yeah, how will I laugh? So to me, suicidal, join the army. How will I laugh? Are the canon lights camera is the last that you can really get. I actually have a I had it doesn't fit me anymore. I had a 1992 lights camera revolution um, Japanese tour shirt, and it was just. It was just too small, Pete. Even when I was my skinniest, it was a medium. <laughs> it was a Japanese medium, and it I, I tried. I could put it on. It was just getting it off that didn't work out so well. Sure. So so that was kind of the thing I loved was um, I have the time to listen to a record and then think about it, digest it, and then say, let me go fall backwards um, and revisit, again, classics or records that I think are really good that I haven't heard in a while. I don't know if you ever heard the double negative LP, which is from no. like 2000. Oof, what is it? 2006. I want to say something like that. Um, band from North Carolina, old punk. It sounds like the early era of COC before they go metal, before they go crossover. Um, the LP, which is the wonderful and frightening world of Double Negative from 2007, yeah, No, no Way Records, is just awesome, and it, it just kind of got skipped over. This is another hardcore record, but if you like fast 80s style hardcore, this record is great and has no cosplay or like weird trappings that make make people, quite frankly, roll their eyes at the genre sometimes. This record is just great, and... Uh, Again, it just came from this time where there was a little bubble of it. People were there, got to see it and enjoy it and really appreciate it. But if for some reason this wasn't what you were looking at at the time, you can easily miss it. So, sure. Um, I that's how that's... I feel about a lot of this stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, want, I wonder if that's a fall reference, the wonderful and frightening world of, because that's a fall LP too. I'm willing um, to bet it would be, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Um, so two things real quick so lights camera revolution you can't bring me down was on all the snowboard videos when i was a kid yes. so i'm like i'm totally i'm totally sold on that i like i actually like that record more than join the army or how will i laugh which really? i don't know maybe i need to revisit and i'm wrong but uh historically that's been the case um but also i'm i'm totally with you i mean we actually mentioned it last week on the umbrellas episode yes um about just how there's so much music nowadays and a lot of it passes you by. Yep. Um, you might like something, but maybe never go back to it because new music just kind of takes, takes precedence just constantly keeps going, just keeps so, going. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a good idea of just like revisiting things that you liked, but maybe didn't dive as deep as you could have. Um, yep. Oh, well, yo, you know, what's funny, Pete, this is something that I think you'll relate to at least in some way. Yo, I had a CD book longer than most, but like, you know, I didn't have an iPod. I got my first iPod probably before. Did I have an iPod before I had a cell phone? Yes, I did. That's awesome. Pete, that that in one <laughs> I think sentence, I'm, I think I'm in that boat too. Yeah, I think that really clarifies what your priorities are. Um, yeah. So, shout out to both of us for being weirdos. Um, <laughs> so, 
but when in the era of physical music, CD books were were fucking end all be all. Um, at least when you're driving. When I moved to California in 2003, I did a hard clean out of my CD book and put in all new or new to me CDs. Like 40, you know, it wasn't stuff I had just bought, but it was stuff I had or had gotten. And it was like, oh, yeah, you know, I haven't listened to this a lot. Oh, this is newer. I haven't listened to this a lot. And then I made that a practice that I would do. And maybe I've talked about this before, but yo, it was this simple, beautiful thing that really enabled me to to sit with music more and not just default to things I always listen to, not just the same 20 CDs that I always listen to. So, cause I rotated them all out. It just had, here's this new stuff. Um, no, I love that. And there's no true equivalent of that. Of course you could do that on streaming. Of course you could. And like, honestly, I'm going to try to make an effort to, because I think it would be a good exercise, but being able to do that and go, Hey, I really, uh, you know, for example, another, band and record that i've i've actually uh shouted out a lot is uh the the band the berries they released an lp called Berryland, um vaguely indie kind of stuff um pretty rocking but but really good yo I, i really love this lp but i don't i didn't get a lot of time to sit with it um I talked it up. I would tell people about it. I loved it. I bought it for my sister for Christmas on on vinyl, you know, uh, and she she really likes it. She plays it for her, her kids. I got to sit with this LP and was like, yeah, confirmed. I really love this record. I think it's great, you know, um, and I just, you don't get that many opportunities to do that in a serious, like I'm sitting here, I'm going to be driving. I mean, I drove for 80 hours, you know, maybe more than that. So yeah, this was a great opportunity to do that kind of like not just recent, but deserve re-listen, but also like, Hey, what's out? Let me, let me kind of stay current too, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, it's a great opportunity for it. You can really give your focus to, to certain things, right. In a way that like you can't really on the day to day. Okay. Um, give me, can give we me jump into another category? Yes, let's do it. So, Second category for me is um, high energy sing-alongs. Mm. So I'm thinking here for me, Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction, Iron Maiden, Live After Death. Mm-hmm. Um, just like, but it could be, you know, it could be like Madonna, True Blue. Like whatever your thing is, it doesn't matter, right? Like whatever, whatever record is sing-along-y, that you love and are super familiar with works in this category for me, like um, having, you know, toured in punk bands like yes. Maiden and Guns N' Roses were kind of omnipresent and would, like someone always had the cassette. <laughs> so, yep. so uh, Maiden live after death was a big one for me. I think that was probably the biggest. Um. Those are just fun. I mean, like the energy, it keeps the energy up, particularly late night drives. Um, it's fun for everybody. Like, you know, most of the time people like that stuff, I guess, depending on your company, obviously. Oh. I don't know if, East, I don't know if, uh, East your son would be a big fan, but Guns N' Roses, I'm curious. I think we'll, we'll get there. Um, for me, this record, these types of records, this is vitally important. Uh, if you're in a group, it, it's a camaraderie thing. 
If you're yeah. by yourself, it can be a survival thing because it's like, hey, I'm 40 minutes from my destination and it is late and I am tired. I need Absolutely. some punch. Uh, yep. Kiss Alive 2 is a big one for me. Yep. Um, man, one that I rocked back in the CD era was the Queen Greatest Hits. It was like a weird red cover. I don't even know if it has the same oh, sure. cover on streaming. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. it was just like, that's what I had when I was a kid. Um, and yeah, there it is. Yep. <laughs> and that was the, uh, you know, I just knew all the words to all those songs. And it was it's just that kind of energy that you, you're able to channel and um, keep yourself awake, keep yourself alive <laughs> and have fun. You know, like, honestly, you need to have these energetic moments as you're driving. Yeah. They can't all yeah. be like instructional listening. Like, oh, let me think about this. Bah, bah, bah. That's, that's just not what it's about. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, like, and, and you know, I say high energy sing along. It doesn't have to be high energy as long as it's as long as it's something that resonates with you and you like know every word mm-hmm. and you're really engaged with it. Yeah, like yo, November Rain isn't exactly high energy, but like I know every word and I'm belting with that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So that becomes important late nights. So that's that's one of them. The next one um, we covered actually one of the, one of my categories was new stuff. So we kind of went over that. Yep, yep. Just like it's a good opportunity to check out any new music that m- may have hit you and you didn't really bookmark it or, you know, something that a friend recommended that you have been meaning to check out. Yes. Um, one that's the next category that's a little potentially controversial. I don't know. Ooh, I'm, I'm excited. I guess with this one, I'm thinking more about solo drives because it has to be like ear splittingly loud yeah. is... <laughs> is like sprawling kind of experimental music. Mm, okay. um, and when I, when I say experimental, I'm not talking about like noise music. Like it could be like, like Wilco Yankee hotel Foxtrot was somewhat experimental <laughs> or right. like, like neurosis, the sun that never sets could be oh. like experimental in a way, but like that's music that like not everybody will like, but if you, put the time in and listen to it at volume. It's really rewarding. I think, um, I don't disagree. Yeah. So I wouldn't listen to neurosis with my wife in the car, for example, but if I'm driving by myself, like I will give that fucking, however long it is, 80 minute record, (laughs) like, like a a real listen. And like, I will most likely, I mean, I love that record for example, but even if it's like one that I'm not as familiar with, Mm. Um, I'll give it the time because like it, it kind of allows you to like really experience the thing as long as it doesn't put you to sleep. That's the caveat. That, that is so. the caveat. So, um, that segues into a category for me that I think of as the lesser album. So it's a record by a band I like, but not my favorite. So for example, on this road trip, I listened to Soundgarden, but I didn't listen to Super Unknown and I didn't listen to Bad Motor Finger. I listened to Down on the Upside. <laughs> so I vaguely remember Down on the Upside as being the record that I'm like, yo, I think I like three songs on there. Like maybe a few more. Let me give this a chance. And it's like, no, no, you like three songs on there. That's it. Three songs really like. And that, that was, you know. Um, whereas I was listening to the Pearl Jam record after some conversations with you about how much you dislike Pearl Jam. Um, but to my I, knowledge, I haven't gone deep. So. It's okay. I was listening to No Code, which is, I don't know, maybe my fourth or fifth favorite Pearl Jam record. But after this listen, I'm like, damn, 
this might be my second favorite Pearl Jam record. So um, actually sitting with it, you know, you never know where you're at and where these records will play and how they'll hit you after a long time, you know, and uh, it's sort of that rediscovery energy that I think is kind of fucking amazing. And uh, sure, you know, giving you, you mentioned giving brand new stuff a chance. I, I completely space, but like, the band Quicksand, you know, like post hardcore band, released a new LP, Distant Populations, that I was able to catch like the second to last day of my road trip. And it was awesome. It's, it was like, oh man, I put this on repeat, was able to really sit with it, like probably listened to it six times, you know? So, in that way, where I was like, awesome, I'm excited about new music, let me hear this, and was able to really digest it much like how we digest records for this podcast, but I wasn't, you know, it wasn't motivated for that. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, first thing down on the upside, does that have a hit? Uh, yeah. Pretty noose and blow up the outside world are the hits. I think. Okay. I, I, you I would, know the, co- I know the cover art, but I do not know anything about that record. You would, you would, you know why? Cause it's like, it falls under our, uh, gr- it falls outside of the grunge, uh, True. Uh, pretty noose burden in my hand and blow up the outside world. You would know all those songs. They were radio staples. Okay. So um, and then quicksand. I I listen to that one too. It's it's super quick. Good record. But re- def- definitely one that you can listen to like six times over. Quick. Yeah. Yo, it's like thirty minutes. I think it's like in a very tracks podcast way. Like super lean. You know, it's like, oh, wow, you guys wrote a 12 song, 32 minute record. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And no, they're uh, obviously fans. They did it for us. <laughs> uh, clearly. But, yeah. um, but yeah, I think it highlights all the good and all killer, no filler, that kind of thing. So w- give me some more categories. What else you got? So we did experimental slash sprawling. Yes. We did high energy sing alongs. We did old favorites and we did new stuff. So I actually only have one left. Um, last one is mixtapes or compilations. Um, oh, a great so one. So historically, I like. I'm trying to think. The last real, God, this is pathetic. The last real road trip I did was maybe ten years ago. Um, Sheesh, where it was Pete. where it was like where it was like over four hours. Yeah, I know. I'm. I'm we again, get I'm gonna, there. We're getting you out there. We're. We're. I'm gonna. I'm gonna figure this out soon enough. We're going for your CDL, your commercial yeah. driver's license, soon. But I uh, I went to Detroit um, for a weekend, so basically, oh yeah, that's a nice of, ride. Yeah, two days of driving and then two days of hanging out, and I made a. I went with one of my good friends and my brother, and I made a compilation specifically for that road trip. So it was kind of like favorite songs that I think kind of lend themselves to being on the road, but then also like like songs that were recent favorites of mine at the time, you know? So it was a good mix of different things and, uh, and it was a hit. Everyone enjoyed it. So it was, it was fun, but it's a lot of work to put into the thing. It is. But my, but my logic is like, it's nice to have a, a good soundtrack for a drive for a long drive, you know? So I, I, as, as a music 
psycho. It's like it's <laughs> worth it's worth it for me, but I completely understand why it wouldn't be worth it for people when you could just put on like a Spotify playlist that's oh, kind of automated for I you. Know. I, I prefer the the hand picked. So um, years ago, I, I helped run a store. Me and my friend owned, and uh, we had a pretty well curated store playlist because we were like, you know, you're going for a vibe. You want to have a good energy, but you also don't want it. You don't want it to feel like Urban Outfitters in there. You want to have your own thing going on. Yeah. And I've revisited that playlist, and it was really good. It, we just had a nice mix. And it was something that we more than once had people say, oh, what what is this song? Or, oh, is this a playlist somewhere? Like, this is great, you know? And we're like, oh, we made it, you know? Um, so making a playlist is almost always more rewarding than being algorithmed. But, hey, get it how you can. Um, I yeah. think curating a little playlist, thinking about what you want to listen to before you drive, or just spontaneously throwing something together while you're out there on the road, even if it's going, all right, I want to listen to this record and this record and this record. You throw them in. All right, cool. You're ready to rock. It's a nice way to, to live. Uh, Pete, any other road tip recommendations for people? So the last one that I didn't really mention in the experimental category that maybe should be broken out into its own category is soundtracks. Ooh. But this is another one that I think that you need to be you need to listen to super loud. Like, and you have to be with like people who are just as weird as you are. So like when I say that, I mean, I can only listen to the Terminator two soundtrack with certain people. It's a it's good, li- it's great, good soundtrack track actually. Yeah. Geez. It's great. Other good soundtracks of note, Josie and the pussycats, Jurassic park. Yes. Um, Ace Ventura has a great cannibal corpse song on it. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, all right, I don't know. Uh, save it because we need to do our our soundtrack episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> just because there are some really good ones. Yo, this is cool. I'm looking at one. Yo, I'm looking at a Terminator 2 soundtrack that clearly someone put together themselves because there's songs like, like I'm fairly certain there's no Limp Biscuit song <laughs> on the Terminator 2 soundtrack. But like, then no. I'm looking through, I'm like, oh, this is on there. <laughs> this is on, this is there. It was like, you know, is someone fucking around? Um, Anyways, uh, no, I'm I'm talking about like the classic, like 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 Hans Zimmer, like doing the Batman soundtrack. Like I'm talking about like actual composers, you know, doing things. Not so much like I mean, I know I I mentioned Ace Ventura, but like typically, I'm not I'm not talking about like compilation albums. Essentially, I'm talking about like like actual like like soundtrack soundtracks. Um, oh yeah, yeah, like like scores. You mean like scores? Yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you. No, um, what? So I, uh, that is something that actually my son is very into is scores. He really likes that. You know, we listen to Star Wars scores. He likes those and different things. And he, it's that can lead. So here's the other thing: the thing that we are leaving unspoken. Sometimes you just need something to fill the background on a road trip. True. Something like a score does that really well especially if you're the driver and other people are otherwise engaged or have something they're doing yo shout out to the soundtrack the score of a movie you can just throw that on gives you a good beat to keep going keeps everything nice and tidy it's really nice so um you know so so our uh the um in search of tracks podcast encourages you and yours to go on a road trip 
Uh, send us your road trip favorites. Uh, hit us at trackspod at gmail.com or on social media at trackspod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, maybe we'll share some if we get any good recommendations. And hit us with playlists too, by the way. Why not? Send us yeah, what your road songs. trip playlists would be. We would love that. Send us tracks anytime, road trip or not. Yo, shout out. Uh, Pete, thank you for doing this one. Uh, let's let's uh, keep it rolling. Um, next week, we're doing a record, aren't we? We're going to do a record. We'll let you know. Stay tuned.